0: We are building a religion. We are building it bigger. We are widening the corridors and adding more lanes. We are building a religion, a limited edition. We are now accepting callers for these pendant keychains. To resist it is useless. It is useless to resist it. His cigarette is burning. Welcome to episode three of the Ruby on Rails podcast. It's been a while since our last podcast, and we apologize for leaving you without your fix. It's been a pretty busy summer, but things are starting to settle down now. The core team is settling back in and gearing up to get some serious hacking done before RubyConf. You are going to RubyConf, right? I thought so. We've got a great show for you today. A listener, Jeffrey Grosenbach of TopFunky.com, has contributed an interview with core member and typo founder, Tobias Litke. I think Jeffrey did a pretty good job, and we look forward to further contributions. That being said, we welcome all sorts of user-contributed content. If you've got any Rails or Ruby-related announcements, talks, or interviews, send them to railspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll see about getting them on here. So much has happened since the last podcast that I don't want to bore you with news you've already heard, so I'll forego most of that for this show. What I really want to talk about before the interview is pluralization in Rails. Eh, not really, but you can find that soap opera on the list of archives. If you're interested in some lighter drama, go read Ticket 2031 on the Rails track for discussion on the finer points of the validates numericality of macro. I do enjoy the word numericality, and yeah, I said it, it is a word, and I think it's fine the way it is. But if I were forced to pick a word that at least occurred in a dictionary, my vote would be for validates numerableness of numerableness. Kind of makes the tongue stumble in a beautiful way. Okay, since this interview runs about 30 minutes, I'll shut up now and let you get to listening. So here's Jeffrey Grossenbach interviewing Tobias.
1: All right, well, welcome to the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm Jeffrey Grossenbach of TopFunky.com, and today we are privileged to have Tobias Litka. I said that right. Uh, creator of the Typo blogging engine, which has been pretty popular in the Ruby on Rails community. Also is a contributor to the hierarchy documentation program uh, web app, which is used, if you read the uh, manual for Switch Tower or a lot of those other ones on the Ruby on Rails site, it's used for that and many other places. He also did the login generator and many other... Projects too numerous to mention. Uh, he runs Leapsoft and Jaded Pixel, and he's about to make e-commerce easy with Shopify, which is coming out mm-hmm. in a little while. So, welcome to the show.
2: Well, glad to be on.
1: So, to start with, uh, why do you think Typo has been so popular with the Ruby crowd? You know, I look on the Typo. Website and you know over a hundred blogs on there that are using the Typo engine. Certainly, there are other Ruby blogging engines out there like Hobix or other ones. Why do you think Typo has been so popular?
2: Well, quite honestly, I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um. um when I released Typo, or when I actually made um, its uh, subversion repository public. There was already elite, uh, elite Journal, I think, which was also based on Rails. And in fact, it it's, uh, it had features which of still uh, still doesn't have, like multi-blocks and all, this, all these things. Um, Hobbix, I think, is um, not a Rails application. I think it's... Uh You're right. I think it's just a Ruby application. But anyways, um, I think the reason was well, what was so popular is um, that many people were familiar with uh, my uh, style to write Rails applications from uh, Hierarchy, which I uh, um, released a while um, a while earlier, a wo- um, I think a month or two before Typo, and this served as a sort of um, demo application for many people coming to Rails in the beginning. Because it was uh, one of the few public applications which actually had some unit test coverage, and um, I um, made a point of updating the um, source base with uh, all the latest uh, Rails features. So there were there are a lot of check-ins in in hierarchy which did nothing but um, you know just uh, update to the latest best practices and these kind of things. So I think this played a big role and. Um, it quickly uh, attracted a couple of other contributors who had um, very interesting uh, visions for the project, and then it went from there.
1: Yeah, it d- definitely seems like there's a, quite a group of um, developers who've contributed to it. I know, especially here in Seattle, Scott Laird seems like every other day he's got some huge patch <laughs> or new yeah, functionality. Yeah, he's committing up a stone. Yeah.
2: Um, it's pretty remarkable. Um, I think Seth Hall was the first um, was the first uh, contributor. I gave him uh, Subversion um, access pretty early, and and he always did a great job with updating the unit test coverage, which I was fairly lazy with typo because. Okay, maybe I should, you know, um, tell you where typo came from because it's okay. it's really an unlikely project. Um, typo uh, I was um I had an appointment with a uh client, um someone I hooked up over MSN Messenger. He I had the um e commerce application out Snow at the time and he wanted to um he wanted to set up a store also here in Ottawa. So we um said we're gonna meet at Second Cup which is our equivalent of um of Starbucks. Okay. Anyway, so I wrote um, I wrote down the uh, appointment, went there, sat there and noticed that um, I probably wrote it down wrong. Um, so, because while I was waiting, I figured I'm gonna, you know, get my powerbook out and work on something. So, because I didn't, I didn't have all the uh, ruby gems I needed on my on my powerbook to work on uh, Snowdevil at the time, so I just started a weblog engine. Um, so it all began with a typo, and that was the name which stuck. And uh, uh, end of day one I had um, XML RPC support so because that was a big thing which I was missing from other um, weblog engines I wanted to be able to post with Mars edit that was really a big thing and um, the original idea at this point was pretty much to just offer RSS feeds and style them with a uh, XML style sheet whatever these things might be called okay. um, so pretty much what uh, Scott Barron actually did the sketch later on. Um, yeah, well that didn't quite work out.
1: So And it went on from there. Wow. What a uh what a beginning. I mean I think that's a uh testament to Rails that you could start out and on your first day through an XML RPC because for a long time there wasn't even a, a web based way to add posts, right?
2: Yeah, I think actually um, HTML admin interface or any way to post stuff um, from from a web page was uh, the new big thing in version 2.0, which is pretty funny, I think.
1: <laughs> well, as you said, you know, you wrote, you wrote, it, well, you started it over the course of a day, and uh, I noticed earlier this week you uh, said one of your new employees for your business, you told him to to learn Rails by. Writing his own blogging engine. Do you feel like that's a uh, kind of a bare, basic project now that everybody should should attempt?
2: Um, yeah, um, definitely. Like the reason why I told him to do a weblog engine is, um, is of course because I'm very familiar with the problem domain. So if there's anything we we would talk about, like uh, in terms of design or things like this, I wouldn't have to actually have a big look at at the code because um, I already solved these problems in typo for the most part. Um, so this was a um, good project for him to try. Um, but on the, on, on the, during the same time, um, having your own uh, weblog is, is really great because you can do all these funky things you see in all the other engines, and um, it's, you can very indiv- individualize it. And I think it's, it's a fantastic project to get started in um, probably in any web-based language. Right now, I have these. You know, when I learn a new programming language, um, I usually wrote an IRC bot. It's just as a fun pro- um, project. Okay. Um, I don't know quite why I did that, but it's sort of how I started it. And so I implemented it in all sorts of languages because it has, uh, you need to organize co- um, code in um, usually in a, in a nice object oriented manner. And uh, you do a lot of string parsing, and that sort of gives you a good insight into the standard library of a language. Um, and I think uh, web logs are um, a very uh, great um, similar thing for web applications.
1: Exactly, especially if you have uh, you touch a lot of different things. XML w- with having RSS feed, as you said, you know, XML RPC, communicating with uh, desktop applications or whatever, and a whole, a whole variety of problems there wrapped into that one type of application.
2: Yeah, and uh, especially uh, now you need a lot of Ajax um, for it to, to make it um, yeah. to make it exciting, which is very important in, in our case because um, the project I'm working on right now, uh, Shopify, is, is just um, using Ajax all over the place, uh, maybe to a bit grotesque degrees.
1: <laughs> grotesque. Maybe you've ar- already uh, we've already l- talked about this, but what are the some of the features of Typo that you're especially proud of, or that you think added a new uh, new perspective on blogging?
2: Hmm. Um. What I like most about it is um, it's focused on the essentials. So, about a web blog, what's the interesting parts? I mean, you want to you want to um, post your thoughts. You want to get your idea on the page. So it should be as easy as possible to to do that. And that's um, definitely the desktop clients. Um, Even if you now use the HTML admin, there's uh, the feature called Quick Post, which basically just rolls down a a diff um, where you can uh, enter the text and the subject and boom, go put it on the page. Um, So this should be really, really easy um, to do. Um, This is essential number one. Number two would be um, a weblog should look good. And um I started out with Kubrick, um which was uh which is now I think the default theme for um what is it called? WordPress. Okay.
0: Um
2: so that looked really stylish too and now we have um Azure or Azure, however you would pronounce that, um which Justin did. Um and that looks uh, amazing as well. So that's that's another one of our essentials. And then um I think the worst problem with their is that, that there's, you know, stuff you don't want to happen to your block, um, which is, of course, spam. And um, um, type of ships of with spam with, with good spam uh, filtering support, thanks to uh, Patrick Lance who implemented all that. So it does the DNS-based lookup on IPs and... As a matter of fact, um, using AJAX for comments is a great uh, spam protection, because you know most web spiders don't implement JavaScript, so they don't know how to post to the web blog in, in the first place.:
1: That's a good point.: Yeah, I've noticed a lot of other uh, blogs that really did a lot of a um, lot of different features and yet a ton of spam, and I've never really seen any kind of spam on uh, on a typo blog.
2: Yeah, I I guess at this point it's it's still a bit security by obscurity, but um, I think uh, typo has all the features uh, to at least um, a good basis for um, all the things you need as soon as uh, typo goes, um, as soon as there's special codes and all these uh, spam spiders for typo. um, I think you can do a lot, especially, you know, it has features like the regular expression, uh, blacklist, and put in poker there and you're pretty much fine at this point. That definitely helps. Another thing I'm proud of uh, in, in type is definitely code beauty. I think that's a big, big point.
1: It does be very well laid out. That leads to my next question. Um, you know, It seems like many, it started out very simply, and yet you've been able to add quite a different uh, range of features, and it all still seems to work well. For example, uh, I wrote a little ar- article on the uh, theming engine, and it's so uh, abstracted that it's almost like you just pull that theming engine out, use that in any kind of other website. Um, is that something that you really thought in the beginning of wanting it to be added onto, or do you feel like Rails, the format of Rails, made it easy to to maintain later on?
2: Oh, the m- Rails, m- Rails makes it a breeze. Um, uh, Typer doesn't really use anything um, anything special beyond what, what Rails uh, basically pushes you to do. And, um, you know, if, if I have two solutions um, to choose from, uh, I will always go with a more aesthetically pleasing one. Um, code beauty is just the biggest point and most important thing. Um, for me, that's really what code design is all about. You know, code design is sort of a bit of a misunderstood topic in my eyes anyways. Um, many people say it's, you know how your classes are laid out, and then diagrams can be drawn, and and, and um, so it's for most people code design is really uh, like a blueprint, sort of what you would build a bridge with. But I think uh, code is just look at the code. If if that looks f- if that looks funny, if there are like tons of curly brackets and it looks really alien, then uh, you have bad code design. And um, so this is how I choose the solutions if there's. Um, a coding problem, and um, in the end, in the end, you go back to the code and a week later, and it still it still looks nice. So it it's still easy to change, and that's my coding philosophy. And I I pretty much picked that up from Rails. That hasn't always been the case. Um, so I I learned a ton from just uh, working through the Rails source code as well, yeah, and it works just as well there as it does in Rails.
1: That's definitely valuable. A uh, friend of mine, he was talking about C, but he said, well, you can, he said I can recognize well-written code from halfway across the room just by looking at how it's <laughs> laid out, and definitely Ruby's a little more flexible than something like Python where you have syntact- syntactical white space, but uh, uh-huh, yeah. does encourage beautiful code.
2: Something <sighs> well to behold.
1: <laughs> to be old all right. Um, just kind of rolling back a little bit with, with hierarchy, um, do you feel like that's something that you are still working on or you've moved on and let other people enhance that? For example, it was kind of early on with Rails before there were a lot of Ajax features and, and other types of things. Do you feel like hierarchy is, or hierarchy is sufficient where it's at or do you see more developing, development being done on that?
2: Um, well, I didn't do a whole lot of it, um, a whole lot of work on it in the last couple of months. Um, I think two months ago I got this uh, email out of a blue by Alex, um, telling me, "Hey, I, you know, spent some days in the summer to, you know, work on this project of yours, and um, I rebranded it. It's now Knock. I for- I forgot what that even stands for, and um, he had it and just." Can't believe that amount of stuff. Um, and he has uh, um, attachments in it, um, symbolic links to chapters. And um, he went with a more document-based approach when hierarchy is pretty much um, chapter-based. Um, something I actually wanted to change, anyways. And he he just basically had this complete thing, like something. He he sent me screenshots of. Some Exactly what I saw hierarchy becoming if I would put a lot of work into it. So I talked with him and said, "Hey, just how how about um, you know um, you pick up this project because um, I'm basically uh, working on typo right now and um, so I don't have enough time to spend um, to spend on both projects." And he agreed, and um we set up uh, his commit rights, and he's uh, i think he's now almost hundred fifty s n commits later and it's absolutely wonderful what he made out of it and he even he even provided migration um updates from the old hierarchy to the to the new um hierarchy that's great i think I think that's the best thing which could possibly happen to this project.
1: that's fantastic i mean it definitely seems useful, certainly we've got a variety of different Kinds of documentation built into Ruby uh, with RDoC or or whatever, but um, having something like hierarchy allows anybody to. Well, you, you don't even have to document something related to Rails. I've seen many that uh, that just use it as an online publishing tool. Very useful.
2: Mm-hmm. I uh, saw a, a couple of ISPs picked it up. Um, well text drive is very close to the great community, so they have the obvious one but i if, um, if you actually take the header line of uh, hierarchy and put it into Google, you find a couple of installations and that's just great very cute what what people write about in hierarchy well, do the same typo and you you're like blown away
1: yeah huh <laughs> well, speaking of which I was looking on uh, Craigslist Craig's list a while ago, and uh there was a adding their company wanted wanted a new website, and they mentioned specifically, they said, hey, you know, you could even just come install Typo, give us a theme that looks like our business, and, and we'll use that as our website. That's awesome. Um, do you feel like you've benefited professionally from uh, Typo, or do you feel like it's more of a, a gift to the community that has benefited other people?
2: Um, um, for two months um, in the last year, I did... Um, race consulting. Um, and basically that was, uh, um, I shared my desktop using VNC and people connected to it and we were talking in Skype and I would just, uh, maybe we received some code from them so they would ask me about uh, certain things and I would, you know, create a test project or show a couple of concepts and explain how to do unit tests and all these kind of things. So it was really, really interesting. And I, I believe that I got most of these contacts because of, um, of typo and um, hierarchy and uh, the login generator, which most people have seen in when they actually worked with RAID. Um So that, in, in this sense, it definitely benefited me um, um, in business. In a business sense, but um, more than that, uh, um, one I think the most important thing is that um, typo let me um, play with a whole lot of things before I actually. Um, coded them up for my um, for my uh, basically um, main projects, my commercial projects. So pretty much, um, I needed I needed something like a, a, a good HTML engine which supported all sorts of funky uh, special links to images and uh, in, um for Shopify, for example, uh, links to products or links to front page and um, so special extra markup and. Um, the obvious idea was to just, you know, put it into typo. Uh, first, just get um, get an idea about what the problem domain is like and just get some real-life experience with that. And um, uh, the best thing about that is you do that um, and you get your experience and then you use this experience and then two months later comes someone like Scott Laird and um, revites the entire system and p- plugs in these Absolutely amazing new filter engines. He now added uh, you can put in your text can describe a uh, sparklines and it yeah. creates the sparkline and on a controller and uh, links to it. You can uh, put Flickr links in in TypeWars uh, source code and it syntax highlights Absolutely amazing extensions to this uh, HTML engine. And you know the code is MIT, so I'm so going to rip that and put that in my com- commercial projects.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, things still in the works. Maybe tell us about that. What are the, some things in future? Where do you see Typo going? What kind of features are uh, upcoming for the next, I believe it's version 4.0?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, next version is 4.0. We are going to jump free because there's this other open source project called Typo Free, and it's already too much confusion, so, well... Also, I love being very liberal with version numbers, so that's just <laughs> a great excuse. Um, well, what the future has in store for this project? Um, hmm, good question. Um, one thing which comes up all the time is, um, is multi-blocks—that um, one installation can support um, many blocks. Uh, um, as, as well, it's an undecided topic. Um, it's something movable type has, and that makes it very interesting to add because, um, well, yeah, just because. It's nice to be able to uh, add features in no time at all, which other, other people use as the main selling point. And um, this is also the general theme. Um, when we push out a new typo of, type of version, we usually, uh, and that happened three times in the past, we have a typo hack day where all the contributors meet, um, and like a Saturday or so, really work all day on typo. And after the first one, um, I think that was, uh, we we committed around, I think, 80 change sets or so. And that was the day the entire HTML admin um, was created and all sorts of other things. At the end of the day, I think Scott Laird said, um, you know what, if anyone of uh, WordPress um, contributors would sit in this channel now, he would probably cry because (laughs) it's... Just unreal what you can accomplish in a day of good work with Phrase. Well, wow. um, so in a sense, I'm not quite sure where Typo is going. My th- my itches are um, gone. Um, I just wanted to be able to post really easily and and make it look good and don't have spam. Um, everything every feature which comes now has to make Typo a better weblog. Um, one of the Little battles we have is internationalization, um, which is requested quite a bit, and someone even started implementing it uh, and promised a patch soon. Um, uh, it's it's a good thing. I, I think it would be nice to have it. My only issue with it is um, uh, that uh, you know I, I'm German. I came up, came to Canada two or three years ago. I grew up in Germany and. Um, I always hated stuff in German, especially when it was, you know, created in another language. I remember, you know, biking 20 kilometers to a neighboring town so I could buy some game in in English original. I think that was Simon the Sorcerer or something like this. I, I always tried to get the originals of everything, so I I'm not, um, I don't uh, very, uh, like uh, you know German stuff in the internet very much. So I rather think that you know English is the language of the net, but Lots of people disagree, so there's um, some need to do internationalization. But my concern with this is that um, it makes things harder to change because if a contributor, you know, wants to, you know, add a new feature to the to the admin interface, for example, he has to now care about uh, extracting the string, putting it in a PO file, and then hoping that other people will pick it up and translate it and stuff. It just um, raises the barrier of entry quite a bit. So this is definitely coming in the future, um, but uh, maybe I I get to delay it a bit more. Um, Then obviously Scott Laird's fantastic new text engine is coming, um, which allows all sorts of funky things like, like I believe um, it makes it very easy to do Amazon affiliate links and uh, Flickr uh, images with captions um and especially what i'm very excited about uh, some syntax highlighting that's very, that's very great um that this is coming because that's really weird i that was like one of the um, first things I meant to add and i never got around to it um even though hierarchy had it uh ever since and hierarchy and typo basically use the same html engine um so well it now it came by, um from from contributor so uh i can Um, I procrastinated long enough so I didn't have to actually implement it.
1: (laughs) It's just
2: really the best thing about open source.
1: Well, that's fantastic to have so many people working on it and uh, expanding it like that. Definitely, well, you know, I put the uh, Sparklines project out there for the world, and it was great to see Scott uh, pick that up and want to involve that into uh, Typo as well. I think that'll be very useful.
2: Right, you you wrote the library in the first place, that's true.
1: Well, that was I, great. I got a lot of the code from uh, someone else, but then I m- modified it, made it a gem, uh, made a Rails generator, and, and then I've gotten uh, many other patches, which I hope to involve in that later. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, um, that's really great. I, I'm a bit sad that um, generators are so underused. I think they're really one of the most exciting parts about Rails. And yes. Um, they are they are a bit hard to get started with. I think there's, a l- or I know that there's a lack of documentation for them. But um, like speaking um, of my work internally here, um, there are, um, there are web pages or there are projects I can basically do, um, but by, by just using generators. I have generators for um, my the admin interface of Shopify. I have generators for uh, XML, RPC, and have uh, generators for web services, have generators for just about everything internally yeah. um wow. so i think there's a, a, uh, there would be a lot of value in uh, you know more people picking that up and you know creating really useful uh useful generators like i, I said for a while uh, many people are working on um writing um, uh c m s um content, manag- content management system in rate and I think the perfect. Content management system in Rails would be just a good set of generators, so people can create their uh, really um, um, very uh, customized own versions.
1: That's fascinating, but yeah, that's quite an idea. Maybe I should write an uh, article on the Rails generators because it's really not that uh, hard to do. I mean, there's there's some information out there that you kind of have to piece together, but can be very useful.
2: Yeah i like, I guess many people look at the scaffold generator and are a bit overwhelmed by it um because it does a whole lot of things um it's a definitely a better start if you start with say the login generator i guess it's a it's an okay example i mean it does some some things wrong because, for example it has no con- um you can't generate a controller in a subdirectory with it because what because they're based on two old versions of scaffolding and um but yeah it's pretty much uh Take it and remove all the codes which uh is related to lock in and make us a quantum management system generator. I hope you also. Wow.
1: Well finally, uh as much as can be revealed to the public, give us a little plug for Shopify. How is that gonna take over the world in, uh, <laughs> in a little while here?
2: I'm right, glad you ask. Um yeah, I I guess Shopify is at this point pretty much on ours. I mean it was never really a good secret. Um, I did um, Snowdevil as my first Rails project, um, which is an e-commerce software, which is unfortunately down right now. And um, um, I, I did that, and I created it in Rails because I was looking around for software um, to help us sell our snowboards, and there was just nothing I could I could bear um, I could take. Uh, all the software was really, really, really miserable. Um sorry if someone created one of them <laughs> and I'm stepping on your toes. But uh, maybe I didn't find your software, and I'm sure it's great. But uh, all the ones I looked at are really bad. And uh, so I created um, Snow Devil. And after, after the snowboarding season wrapped up, we realized that, hey, the software we made is probably more valuable than the entire store we have. So let's do something with that. Um, wow. And... Uh, I guess um, what you can expect from Shopify is uh, uh, is something similar to Basecamp in a sense. It's going to be a ho- um, hosted e-commerce application um, where you sign up and pay um, not a whole lot of money a month to have a store which looks really kick ass and with um, a template engine to change it around with uh, Templates by star designers made um, so that it looks good from the get go. With an admin which uses the latest features of the web, as in AJAX or AX, whatever. And um, well, which makes the entire thing fun because you know, seriously, just Google for e-commerce. Look if you find a hosted one. There are even there aren't even many of them. But if you find one, if they have a demo of the admin interface, please go. It's just funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's where I hope uh Shopify can come in and I'm I'm absolutely committed to a project. I think it's great and uh I think it's going to be a big success and uh I can't wait to get it out.
1: Well that's fantastic. I definitely have a three or four projects I would jump on that right away, so I uh <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that as well. Uh, great. Well thanks a lot for uh chatting and it's fantastic to hear about uh what you've done. I guess I'll personally thank you for uh, contributing Typo and all of uh, the other software to the community. Uh definitely has made a big impact on the Rails community. And I guess that will wrap it up uh, for this issue of the Rail Ruby on Rails podcast. Check in next time.
2: Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
1: All right.
0: Bye-bye.